Hey, Blessed Family, welcome back to another episode of Blessed Not Stressed. This episode has been pre-recorded, so before you listen to the interview I had with Nick, I wanted to share that Nick doesn't just review books. He is a motivator. He has motivated me to look for ways to give you the best content. He has a following of around 100,000 people, and each week he reaches 1 million impressions on his Instagram. He is very busy with his own podcast, but he took the time to join me and share with you his story, how he went from not reading books to now reading hundreds and hundreds of them and how his life has changed because of that. Let's dive in. God bless you all and welcome back to Bless Not Stressed. This is the self-improvement motivational podcast that will lift you up when everything wants to bring you down. My name is Didier Darius and my goal is to empower you. If this is your first time listening, every Tuesday I upload a 10 to 15 minute episode with the purpose of adding value to your life. This month I started a new segment titled Blessed Minute. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and do so. Now today I have the privilege of having the co-founder of Book Thinkers, Nick Hutchinson. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I'm excited for our conversation today. Yeah. So just to get started, you know, for my listeners, I would like to know a little bit more about yourself. So tell us a little bit more more about yourself. Sure. So as you said, my name is Nick Hutchison. I'm 26 years old. I live in the Boston, Massachusetts area, and I run the BookThinkers Instagram community. So we're the largest nonfiction uh, book Instagram community out there. And I love sharing all of the lessons that I learned from these amazing books. And so I've been at it for a couple of years and our community has over 100,000 people now and I'm just excited to continue to spread the importance of reading. That's awesome. And what got you into reading? Well, it's a, that's a funny story. I never read a single book until I was 21, so just about five years ago. Throughout high school and throughout college, I stayed as far as I could away from reading uh, personal development books, but really anything. I would always take shortcuts and I took an internship my senior year of college where a sales mentor of mine said, hey, if you're not finding a lot of value in the classroom, you should check out some of these books. They're accelerated ways to learn information. There are brilliant people out there who have condensed decades of information into days of consumption for you, and you might find some value there. And I, at first, I kind of shrugged it off, but he was persistent. And here we are hundreds and hundreds of books later. I can't get enough of it. That's crazy. That, that's really awesome, though. When you started, though, what was the type of books that you were reading? The first book that I, I ever picked up was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And the subtitle of that book is what the, Re- what the Rich Teach Their Kids About Money That the Poor and Middle Class Do Not. And at the time, you know, as a college student looking for jobs after graduation, money is always on your mind. And so that's an area of life that caused a lot of anxiety for me because I didn't know a lot about it. We're all forced to play the game of money and some people are good at it. They understand the rules. They understand what works and what doesn't. And some people are bad at it. And usually that's because of a lack of education in the space. And so that was the first book I ever read. And Robert Kiyosaki taught me the importance of understanding numbers. Like I said, it's, it's not about being materialistic. It's about the fact that we need food and water and shelter and to support our loved ones. And so understanding how money works and the importance of money can help you do that. So when I read that book, I thought, wow, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't realize that I could buy a book for 15 or $20 or maybe get it cheaper used and push all this stuff into my brain that would have such a big impact on my life. And so 
the return on investment came immediately, both financially uh, as well as from a spiritual perspective, you know, kind of calming the anxieties, making me a little bit more confident, as well as the time that it took me to read the book. A couple hours has saved me a massive amount of time in my life through trial and error. Now, you know, you are the co-founder of Book Thinkers. I want to know, how did that get started? Early in the reading career, I was meeting up weekly with my friend, Alec. And we were meeting up in a group that we kind of called a, a mastermind group. And that concept came from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And so the idea is that you meet up with other smart people in your network weekly and you talk about things that are bothering you, things that you wish there was a solution for. And oftentimes what's funny is you'll write something down that bothered you that week. You'll show up, you'll talk about it with your partner or your group and you'll Google it and find out that there is a solution. And so you start checking things like that off the list and making your life better at the same time. And so when I was starting to read these books, I was starting, they were starting to have such a positive impact in every area of my life. And so I wanted to share that with everybody, but I didn't know how. And I also wanted a centralized place to take notes, but I didn't know where that was. I wanted to learn how to retain and implement more of that information, but I didn't know how. And so those were some of the early ideas that caused us to start Book Thinkers, which right now is a social community, but we're also, we also just put out an e-commerce store with shirts that'll help motivate readers. And we're building that. And we have a mobile application coming out soon that'll help people record their biggest takeaways from books as well as set systematic reminders so that they can implement and retain more information. We've got the podcast coming out. So there's a lot of exciting stuff, but that's really how it started. And that was back in 2016. Oh, wow, that's crazy. And I mean, if you look at the growth right now, you guys are over a hundred thousand people, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you think you got there? Was it the consistency? Was it the content? What was that? Yeah, it comes from a lot of different places, uh, but the consistency is the number one pillar. I think if you can consistently deliver value and you can consistently deliver valuable content, uh, then people will slowly but surely start to find your page and they'll stick around and they'll engage and comment and send you messages and give you feedback. And so for the last three years on Instagram, I've been doing just that. I've been incorporating feedback and trying things out. I've been flexing those creative pathways in my brain and help developing that to develop that skill. And, and so here we are a few years later and there are a couple people on the team now and yeah, it's uh, quite an interesting, it's, it's been quite an interesting journey on Instagram alone. We're doing about a million impressions a week and I never thought it was going to get there. Yeah, that, that is crazy. That's awesome. You know, um, one of the things that book thinkers have done for me is just that it motivates me just to pick up another book, go to the library and just get another book to start reading. Me personally, I did start telling like everybody that I talked to, I, I started mentioning the importance of reading books. You know, at times I preach in front of the church and I've noticed the change that it has, you know, me being able to read so many books and getting all those stories and being able to go and share it with them. The best part of just reading is being able to also learn something and share it with someone else. But now when I got started, I remember that it was hard. I don't know how it was for you when you started reading books. How hard was it for you or if it was just, you know, a piece of cake? No, it was, it was very difficult. I think reading is just like any other skill. And I always use an example with my friends. I say, listen, you guys golf. I've never golfed a single hole in my entire life. So if I went out with you and I tried to play 18 holes, you would beat me, right? Because you've developed that skill over a long, long, long period of time through a lot of practice, a lot of trial and error, and a lot of failure. And so with reading, I think it's the same thing. 
if you pick up a book, you don't know how to read it, you don't know how to implement things from it, you're not sure whether you're supposed to underline in the book or highlight or take separate notes, like all of these things are so complicated and uh, over time you'll become faster, you'll become more efficient, you'll look for certain things, you'll understand how to dissect a book and implement it into your life and that comes through practice. And so yeah, it was very difficult for me at first and now it's a breeze. Now, yeah. So when I started reading my books, every single book, you know, I loved it so much. And I, I love hardcovers that I remember that in the beginning, I wouldn't highlight, I wouldn't set notes, I wouldn't do none of that, because I didn't want to mess it up. Now, I regret it so much, because you know, whenever I, I do go back to the books that I did highlight, I am able to see all the tips, all the things that I got from it. Um, what are the tips that you recommend for people that want to start a, a reading habit that want to develop that just for personal growth? Sure. Well, um, it, I think to start off with book selection, I always recommend that people define a specific skill that they'd like to improve in their life or a specific area of their life that they'd like to improve. And then go find a book that's going to help you do that because you'll be energized, you're looking for a specific outcome, and that'll help you to kind of connect the dots as you're going through the book. Or if you don't have any of that defined yet, and that's a, that, that step is a little bit too difficult, find somebody that you idolize. Maybe it's Elon Musk. Maybe it's somebody in your church community. And see if they've written a book. And if they've written a book about themselves or about their skill set, pick it up because you'll stay interested and you'll continue reading it. And as you go through, I love to take notes. And I love to take different degrees of notes. So for me, I circle, I read two, two thirds of the books that I consume are physical hardcover books. And then a one third of them are audio. And so when I'm reading a physical book, I have a pen in my hand and I'm physically circling things, I'm making notes, I'm writing in the margins, I'm writing all over the page, I'm taking pictures and sharing it with my friends, I'm teaching people on Instagram about my biggest takeaways. And so all of that is great. And then when I finish the book, right now what I do is I go back through and anything that I circled or underlined or highlighted, I'll go back and I'll write that down in a Word document. Um, I use Evernote, it's an online notebook. And so I have that information to go back and reference if I need it. And then in the future, when this book thinkers application is out and available for everybody, I'll be putting my notes into the application because it will systematically remind me of that information over time and rereading information, spaced repetition, that'll help flex those neural pathways, strengthen your relationship with the information that you're reading. And then your subconscious will look for opportunities to implement that information in your life. And so you kind of put yourself on autopilot and you take advantage of those great lessons. So. Those are a couple of the things that I do. That's awesome, man. Now, whenever we buy a book, let's say we buy a book, we start reading it and we realize that we're not so much into it. Do you recommend that we push ourselves to finish reading the book or just to put it aside and pick up another book? I believe that at, at first you should try to push yourself through the book. Uh, I don't know that when we first start reading, we're smart enough to know whether or not the book is good. And at this point, I always look for one golden nugget. And I don't know if that golden nugget of information or wisdom that's going to change my life is on page one or if it's on the very last page. And so I would encourage people to push through it at first. Once you've got a, a couple books under your belt, maybe a dozen or so, there's this rule that Tim Ferriss and Ryan Holiday talked about on a recent podcast where they said, take your age uh, or sorry, take a hundred and then subtract your age. And so right now I'm 26. And so if I take 100 and I subtract 26, I've got to read 74 pages before I know whether or not I should give up on it. And so as you grow older, you grow wiser. And so the number of pages that you're required to read before you can make the decision decreases. If I was 50, 
I'd only have to read 50 pages. If I was 75, I'd only have to read 25 pages. And so that's a fun little rule of thumb. But uh, once you've got a few books under your belt, I, I think it's important to reiterate that we don't have that much time on this earth. And reading a bad book just for the sake of reading a bad book and pushing off potentially a life-changing book just to stick to your guns isn't a smart approach. That's awesome. That's a really good, really good way to see it as well. I'm going to start doing that actually. Now, do you plan on writing any books of your own? I do. I do. I definitely do. I, I have a goal to finish a book proposal by the end of 2020. And then at some time in 2021, maybe get a literary agent and start shopping it around. You know, I, I love self-publishing and I love publishing with an, uh, with a publisher, depending on what your goals are and how much time you have on your hands. But uh, I, I sort of have in, in the back of my head a book titled, You Have an Upgrade Available, and the subtitle will be 15 1% changes that you can implement today to change the rest of your life or something like that. And uh, all of those 15 1% changes will follow the idea that when a plane is taking off from Los Angeles and it's heading to New York City, but the nose of the plane is off by just 1% when it takes off. As that compounds over time, the plane actually ends up about 150 miles off course. And so when I think about that with the little habits that we can make in our daily life, changing one little thing like two minutes of meditation or two minutes of prayer, those little habits when they compound over 20 years will have a massive impact on our lives. And I'd love to make people more aware of what's available to them and the resources that I used to come to those decisions and the books that have impacted my life. Hey, that's uh, awesome. That's what I'm thinking of. That's really good. Now, I noticed that you did an interview with, I believe, Jim Quick. I did, I want to know, what did you you guys talk about when it came to speed reading? Yeah, we talked a lot about speed reading. And in his new book, Limitless, he has an entire sub-chapter dedicated to speed reading. Speed reading is not about finishing a book faster. It's about finishing a book more efficiently. You know, if you can read a book in six hours and then implement it, that's great. But if you can read the same book in four hours and have more time to implement and reflect on it, that that's even better. So in Jim's book, he talks about ways that you can actually increase your comprehension and increase your retention while also increasing your speed. And like I used in that golf analogy, there are ways to become more efficient at golfing. And there are also ways to become more efficient at reading. And you don't have to sacrifice the comprehension or the retention in order to become faster. And so that's really interesting to me because, you know, I'm reading a hundred books a year. And so if I could save myself some time while increasing my understanding of the book, then that's a win-win. Yeah, man, that's great. Now I know that on your Instagram, you currently do book reviews and I asked you earlier if you can do one for today. So what book do you have in mind for, um, to review here in the podcast? I will tell everybody about the first book that I ever read, which like I said, was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And my favorite lesson from this book is that money is not taught in school. It's only taught in the home. And so when you look at our community, especially in the United States, we see that the gap is continuing to grow between the rich and the poor. And I believe that that is because money is not taught in school. We do not all get an equal opportunity to understand how money works. And so if money is only taught at the home, if you grew up in a poor family, you're going to learn poor money habits and you're going to consistently be poor, even if you're educated, because you're going to default back to those foundational principles of poor money management. If you grew up in a middle-class family, you're probably going to grow up thinking that it's okay to be in debt for your entire life. 
And that's what happens to the middle class. We, we consistently buy things that we can't afford. We let interest ruin our lives. We might take a vacation once every couple of years, but it's a little bit above our means. And so that's what the middle class learns at home. Now the rich, the rich play things a little bit differently. They take advantage of tax codes. They take advantage of forming businesses. They take advantage of reading books. They take advantage of people in their network that know how to use the system. And so this book for me, it opened my eyes to the fact that there are better resources available. And this book isn't just about money. You know, it's about so many more things in life. One of my biggest, uh, one of my other biggest takeaways from this book is that as you read about amazing people like Robert Kiyosaki teaching me about financial literacy in this book, that is a tool that I can now put in my tool belt. And when I'm operating through life and being forced to make decisions on a daily basis, when different situations pop up, I can choose what tool to take out of my tool belt to use on the situation. So if I see a nail, I'll take out the hammer. But if I see something that needs to be cut, I'll take out the saw. And so as you consistently read these amazing books, you adopt the principles that these amazing people have, you can choose when to use them or how to use them or if you ever want to use them. And so that's another big takeaway that I took away from this book. I realized that at first. And so this book has dozens of other big takeaways, but it's been the first book uh, that a successful person has read many, 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 many times. And it might be for you as well if you're not a reader. Thank you so much, Nick. And what's the book that you're currently reading right now? Oof. I just finished up The Third Door by Alex Benayan for the third time today. And that's an amazing book. It's the best sales book that nobody's ever heard about. Alex is an amazing guy and he went through an amazing journey to uncover what made the most successful people in the world successful. And so it's a great sales book and it's a great book on communication. I have an interview with Alex next week and that's why I just finished that up. And so I'm not sure what I'm going to be starting today. <laughs> I'll definitely crazy. be starting that's, something. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you, Nick, so much for being with us today. That's it for today's episode. Um, if you haven't subscribed, consider subscribing. We're going to be uploading an episode every single Tuesday. So God bless you all. And remember, you need to be blessed, not stressed. <laughs>